Welcome to Buying Florida with Didier. Whether you're looking to move, invest, start a business, or expand, Didier will share with you everything you need to know. Tune in, learn, and improve with Didier and DDA Mortgage. Now here's your host, Didier. Didier Buying Florida. I'm Didier with Didier Mortgage, and we're going to talk about about the self-employed, too many write-offs and things of that nature. Because I've been doing the separate podcasts and videos, you know, isolating each one. But I kind of want to bring it together and make it a quick podcast for you. But let's go over it. If you are self-employed for two years, right? You got two years under your belt, you're rocking and rolling. You know, you can do the 12 months business bank statement loans. So what they do is they take 12 months of your business bank statements and they'll go ahead and average it out. So let's say, no, making numbers simplistic, you know, you have $100,000 a month going in every month, and it doesn't matter what you come out, and it doesn't matter the bottom line, the ending balance is what is your business bringing in each month. So you got 100,000, so you know, you got the average is 100. So they'll give you like 50%. So I give you $50,000 a month in income. Now, a lot of times, like I did a, a pharmacist, and they had the tax returns, and they wrote it off down to nothing. My goodness, on their uh, 12 months bank statements, they were more than qualified. And they're very qualified. About, they were great buyers, great great friends, actually. But so that's the deal. So you have the bank statements in which you can do 50% of the average of 12 months. And that's a great opportunity. So on a purchase, you're about 10% down. Yes, the rate's a little bit higher, but it gets you that in on getting that home. So I think there's some great opportunities with that. The other one we have, which I'm getting ready to close on, is a 1099 income. So what does that all mean? You, you, you're a realtor. You're a realtor. You're working in a real estate company. You get a 1099. And what you can do is been self-employed for two years. Then go to one year 1099 income. Now, the catch is you got to get uh, uh, your CPA to truth, obviously, truthfully, legally, to tell you what the expenses are. So if you brought in 200000 and so, for example, they write off 40%. So if you have $200,000, 1099 income from your real estate form, and the CPA writes that they write off, uh, you know, 1.40%. So basically, you can be looking at income of like 120, which is 10,000 a month. You don't have to provide tax returns. We don't have to look at everything. So it's kind of pretty cool, actually. So you get that 1099 income, you're able to do that. And whatever the, because if you don't put, if you don't have your CPA do it, they'll automatically take 50%. So, you know, that's the one thing. If you don't get a letter from the CPA specifying what the percentage is, uh, then you're definitely going to be at 50% on that. So that's just another way. Then the last one I just did was like a no income, no asset. Well, they do. That's not true. They do verify that you have the funds, but you don't have to put a job. You don't have to put income. And you can go that route, obviously, more money down. It was at 20. I think they just escalated at 25 or 30. So that's changed. But again, no job, no income on a primary residence. So then that's all about primary residence we're talking about. So you're trying to buy a home. You're having these issues, and that's going on. Now, let's say you're buying an investment property. What's kind of cool is, and I've mentioned this in prior videos and podcasts, is that you use the rent schedule. So if you go ahead and get the appraisal done through your broker 
And that appraiser says the rent's $2,000 a month. That's the appraiser stating what the going rents are at $2,000 a month. And your mortgage payment's $1,800. Deal done. Don't have to put a job. Don't have to put income. So it alleviates a lot of that. So again, they're not at the same rates, but they're, they're higher. Not, not, not bad. I mean, it could be a half a percent higher. So in, in a range, depending on credit scores and the loan to value. But a great opportunity to buy a home, uh, whether it be an investment property, and of course you have your primary residence, and that primary residence also applies with the secondary homes that we had just mentioned. So with things changing, the market changing, you know, people becoming self-employed, people working in that end and taking advantage of the write-offs they're allowed to take, there's just some other venues that you can do to get a home, whether it be a purchase. And by the way, that's also refis. So you can do refinances as well using bank statement 1099 using the no doc loan. So you do have that under refi as well. It could change the rate and the loan to value, but it is there for you to take advantage of. So again, just to surmise, if you are self-employed, you got two years under your belt, except for the no income, no asset, you don't need it. A great opportunity to get into a home, pay a little bit of a premium on rate, but you're getting there. And then maybe in the years to come, obviously you know our rates are up, you'll just simply refinance when we start doing the old, printing the old dollars. Once we start the print job, rates will come down, refinance and, and get into a lower rate. Once you get established and maybe get another year under your belt and showing income. I'm DDA Buying Florida. Please check out my website at www.ddamortgage.com. I keep it brief, quick, to the point, and here to answer any questions for you if you need. Thanks for tuning in and until next week. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Buying Florida with your host, Didier. For more information and to apply for a loan, please visit ddamortgage.com. That's ddamortgage.com. Or click on the link in the show notes. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to like, share, and subscribe. Have a great day.